Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on August 26th, 2011. For newcomers, look into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. You'll find hundreds of audios for free download that I've put up there over the years. And hopefully by the end of it, you'll, apart from being absolutely neurotic, you might be more wiser to the big system that overshadows the world, that runs around the world, runs over governments and parliaments and congresses. And they're all linked together, of course, because this big shadow government, as even Maggie Thatcher called at one point, and Carl Quigley did too, runs the world, and they put their own politicians in as the heads of governments too. So they've been doing this for an awful long time, and they plan for a global feudal system, and that's what you're in today. It's run by a corporate system of inter, interworking and interneted, um, interwoven government departments plus uh, private businesses, corporations, very, very wealthy people. And they use your governments and your, and your country and your money for wars, etc. They use you for that too, for their own political agendas, which are really commercial agendas too. But they, they want to bring in a world where they, they, they'll bring down the population over the years. Science takes over and can re- replace humans in other ways, even with robots, never mind clones. But one day they hope to the perfect uh, workers. And uh, we're, we're right on schedule, basically, to where they're going today. We're watching them take out the last few countries that didn't have the central banking system, which was essential to bring that all together, and didn't belong to the United Nations, World Bank, and, and all the other crooked organizations they run. So they're bombing them out of existence to bring in something strange called democracy uh, that's always been a theory but never seen in practice. And uh, that's where we are today, basically. We do see the power of the big corporations as they do these private government partnership deals and outsource, as they call it, all governmental functions to these private corporations, many of them in the military cartels. So anyway, help yourself to those. Remember, two your audience that bring me to you. You can buy the books and discs I have at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. They're different from anything else you'll read because most of the stuff we get out there is, is um, deception. Even you can even you can actually work with the guys who do deception by simply repeating the, the stuff that they put out for you to pick up. And you'd be surprised at the far left as well. It seems to be working with the big boys in the far right because they're all networking together as well because they hope to bring in this new system that will control the populace in a socialistic fashion, which, which is exactly what the big boys want. Because socialism has multi-layers of, of governments all taking care and looking after and watching you. That's why it works this way, the dialectic process. From the U.S. to Canada, you can order by using uh, your personal check, or you can use an international postal money order or you can use PayPal. You'll find the button on the com site for PayPal. Use that and follow it up with an email, name, address, and order. 
and I'll get it out to you. And straight donations are really welcome. Across the world, you've got Western Union MoneyGram and you have PayPal again. And again, once again, straight donations are awfully welcome because it costs a lot to just keep doing what I'm doing here for you. Keep replace items all the time as it busts, breakdown. And uh, I'm doing this without the backing. I don't take cash from advertisers by bringing them on as guests and getting you to buy stuff that will make you live forever. So uh, it's, a, it's a different, it's a suicidal approach, of course, but it gives me more leeway to be honest so I'm not beholding to anybody. And I can thank RBN too, uh, because they, they get to the donation, they get the cash in from the advertisers you'll hear during the, the show. And that pays for the airtime and the broadcasting and their bills, hopefully, and keeps me going. But I don't get paid at all for what I do. Now, uh, it's, this world is, is so deceptive, as I say, and, and people will be given options of sides they want to join in every argument. And I'm going to talk about that when we come back from this break. Hi folks, I'm back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Before I get into tonight's stories, and that's why they are stories, someone's stories. That's what his story is, history. So uh, I'm going to mention again as last night that if anyone sends me anything to my address, don't use UPS, whatever you do, because I've had so much trouble with them over the years. They don't deliver unless they're, they're threatened with a lawsuit or something like that. They farm out to, to smaller companies who really don't want to spend the cash they've just received from UPS to take the stuff to your home. They, they want you to use your gasoline and your time and go into their place and pick it up. And if it's in the middle of a city, 20-odd miles away, you just can't run off here and there every, every time this com- comes in. And sometimes if the person doesn't tell you they're sending you a present, like at Christmas time, uh, they don't inform you. They never inform you there's anything in for you. So you'll never know. And they have, have terrific fire sales, I guess, at the end of the year or Christmas sales for themselves. So they just take their presents home with them because it's utter fraud. Because they say in all their websites, if you've got an address, we can deliver. And they don't. It's amazing how many things you find out in life are just like that, that you think are respectable because you've swallowed all their advertising. That's what it's meant to be, advertising. PR, public relations, and you need a public relations expert if you're generally lying makes the lies sound better. And that's what they do. And I had another run around today with them. And uh, I've come to some kind of arrangement where the stuff gets sent back to the corporation that sent them. And they'll get refunded and all the rest of it. And hopefully they can use the normal post. Because the post service gets gets the stuff to you, at least. But never send me anything under UPS. One Christmas, someone sent me a Christmas cake. And I didn't know about it because it was going to be a surprise, so I didn't know. And as I say, UPS and and um, the courier company that they uh, use uh, didn't for me. And I tried to track it down back in January when I found out about it. And uh, the, after about a week of searching, I found it was just north of Toronto someplace and some holding capacity there. And uh, uh, by the time it was shipped back to the sender, and then shipped back to me through the postal service. It, was, it took three months to get here. No kidding. That's the reality of UPS and Pure Letter Company, the, the ones they subcontract out to that don't deliver. 
It's an absolute scam. So I hope people uh, will, will realize that too. And God help the elderly that can't get into the cities just at, the, at a jump because, you know, they're, they're not well or whatever. And they've paid for things being delivered and they won't get delivered. That's utter fraud. So don't use UPS. I'll probably put a little sign up on the website tonight and um, or tomorrow and get, fix that out because some people occasionally will send me something at Christmas and I, I don't have days and days and days to spend arguing with different people uh, from UPS and Poor Later Courier uh, to try and get something back from them. So th- that's my that's my ad for them, put that way. That's the reality of them. And getting into cons and scams, we, we, we're, we live in cons, cons and scams. But politicians' jobs are really to con you. You know that. I hope you all know that. They tell you what you want to hear because it's mainly the psychopathic type that gets up either in business to the top CEO or he gets up into politics where power is too. He loves power. And they have a great ability of making everyone around them relaxed, like they're very important while you do all their work for them. That's, the, that's one of the tricks of the psychopath. It's a gift they have in a sense. And they feel nothing for you at all. They can replace you with anybody tomorrow and forget all about you. These are the same people that are in the top of the war machines that sit round with all their scrambled egg on their caps, you know, the hats they wear in the military, and they decide who they're going to bomb and slaughter next and how many casualties they can expect to take and how many they'll kill. Uh, they, they go home at night and they go to their little balls and that, meet each other and dance with each other's wives and do a lot more with each other's wives, and then they, they, they bomb away. They sleep well that night too. That's a psychopath, and these are the ones in the system that always get to the top. Now, even even when you're, you get involved trying to oppose the corruption that goes on, you'll find the psychopaths laid out for you, because a psychopath smells the wind, and he's an opportunist, so he, he'll jump on board and work them way, their way up to the top, and you can, be, you can be misled there too. And then there are groups of them across, especially the left wing as well, who try to use the, the disruption in society, the, the discontent in society, for a revolution so they can bring in a socialist New World Order, which is planned. They work hand in glove, by the way, uh, with the so-called right wing, the ones that work in the feudal system you're living in now, where corporations really rule the world. And I've done a lot of investigations into this. I've watched it over the years. And I, I'm not just speaking off the top of my head. You can pull a lot of these characters together that maybe mislead you at times. When you look through the far left wing, who really are Marxist, and they admit they're Marxist, and some of the top ones will attend Marxist meetings worldwide. I have the names of them. And then they put a lot of information out to the patriot community, and then they part the same stuff off without realizing who's running them. So be very, very, very careful. Uh, don't just take sides because you like to hear what's being said. You've got to find out who's saying it and why they're saying it and what Marxism uh, works by. They have a plan. It's always to do with stirring up the brew of discontent, malcontent during tough times where it's obvious to see how corrupt your governments are. And hopefully you'll all rebel eventually. And then once you've rebelled, they jump in as the top power, just as they did in the Bolshevik Revolution, and bring in the new socialist system, where some are more equal than others, as you as you've, you should well know by now. Hopefully you do. But everything out there, everything out there is not what it seems to be. It's like your police. You think your police are straight up and honest and all the rest of it, just because they're in Freemasons, I suppose. But anyway, you'll find when you go into police. Uh, they, they, they often distribute the drugs across the countries. 
This happened in Montreal a few years back, where one was actually arrested uh, for a, police, a policeman for uh, selling drugs in the street. We went to the court, and he was found guilty, but no sentence was passed, so he just walked out back onto the street. It's all up there, you see. It's big, big money. Big money. And everybody at the top's in on this kind of big money. They don't care if it's illegal or not for you, when they're chasing guys with a, a token in their pocket. They're, they're at, you know, they, don't, they let the big boys go. And we've seen over the many years the corruption in the police forces too. You understand, we are a corrupt society today. We've been, we're degenerate because the culture industry has helped make you so, coupled with the education systems as well. The total destruction of culture. The, the culture that bonded and held people together has been destroyed. So uh, we see the fact that they're pulling out of the general population just any old person, uh, and they're corrupt. They go for the bribes and everything else. And here's Los Cruzes, and it says that the ousted police chief of a tiny New Mexico border town pleaded guilty on Thursday to conspiracy to run guns to a brutal Mexico drug cartel. We know that the... the, 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 the uh, the Bureau for Firearms and Drug, Firearms and Alcohol, the ATF, uh, admitted they sold thousands of, of uh, weapons and took it down to Mexico as well to a particular drug boss. Not, as far as I know, nothing much has happened about that at all. So he, here's right along that border between Mexico. Uh, everyone's corrupt. Everybody from the mayor onwards are all corrupt. Former Columbus Police Chief Angelo Vega pleaded guilty in federal court in Las Cruces to conspiracy and new charges filed Thursday for aiding and smuggling of firearms and extortion under color of law. Faker, who appeared in court shackles in a red jumpsuit, faces up to 35 years in federal prison and $750,000 fines at sentencing, which is yet to be scheduled. He was arrested in March along with the former uh, Columbus Village trustee, very trustable, I guess, trustee, Blas Woody Gutierrez, former mayor Eddie Espinosa, and 10 others charged on 84-count gun running indictment. Since then, a couple from the nearby town of Deming has also been charged with participating in the conspiracy. And since Assistant U.S. Attorney Steve Spitzer said Vega was approached by Espinoza and Gutierrez in October 2010 and asked to work for a member of the brutal La Linea organization. And it goes on and on and on. But anyway, uh, big money, big drugs, corruption is always going to go hand in hand with, with the cash and the bribes. Most folk, you know, in a culture we are told that only the rich get to the top, or when you get to the top, you, you are rich in more ways than, than just the cash. You've got all the connections, you're treated like a deity almost. And it's what the American people and the Canadian people are taught are the successful ones. And that's why it's so easy to walk up to the policeman uh, and get a few drinks here and there, meet, meet him a few times, feel him out, and then eventually try and bribe him. That's how it works. And it works at all levels of government and anything to do with government. It's very, very high on the agenda. So there's another bunch caught. And that's only one of many, I'm sure. Because the whole, the Me- Mexico is, corruption is different in Mexico. They, they view it in a different manner. They don't see it as being wrong as part of their culture. They really don't see it as being wrong. And you have to understand that. So there will be, uh, lots of these uh, gangs coming in. They already are in the U.S. In fact, the, the 40 year plan drawn up by the think tanks, uh, for, for Britain's military, the MOD, Minister of, Depart- of Defense, 
and American uh, exact duplicate for the U.S. military, their think tanks for the future projected a future with this globalization and the, the disappearance of borders that there'll be, there'll be these organized gangs will be taking over for a while. Mind you, they know that because they also, I'm sure, donate once in a while to the same gangs. And it's interesting to see atomic culture creation and degradation. China bars some Lady Gaga hits from download sites. This is Beijing, China's Ministry of Culture. Now, we have ministries of culture too, but our ministry of cultures are meant to debase our culture. I'm not kidding about that. You'll find that in all the writings I've mentioned before by by Russell and Huxley's and, and many others. They had to destroy the culture in the West. China's Ministry of Culture has ordered music download sites to delete songs by Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, the Backstreet Boys and other pop stars within two weeks or face punishment. You understand that communists understand this technique because the communists within America uh, were in charge of the the music industry and the, the movies the movies industry for an awful long time. I call them communists because it's, a, it's an acceptable word. But uh, they've been at this for a long time, and we'll continue on this vein when I come back from this break. Hi folks, we're back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix talking about the culture industry and how it really has an agenda, a very well-known agenda by those in the inside. And for those with a bit of wisdom and outside even, you'll find that their job is to bring down culture, destroy all that was. That was the family unit number one, eventually blur the generationals for, for intergenerational sex, which is pedophilia, that's part of it too. And we know that Lady Gaga has uh, actually performed... Um, Sexual uh, stage acts, put that way, with these these plasticized bodies again uh, from corpses from China and elsewhere as part of a stage act, you know. So that's the degradation of society, and uh, so that China is obviously looking toward to keep hold of its own particular culture. It says the ministry proposes proposes this list of 100 songs, including Lady Gaga's Judas and Perry's Last Friday Night. Six Lady Gaga songs and all were on the list, all from her latest album. And then it says, the ministry said the rule was meant to preserve cultural, China's national cultural security. And that is a very good statement because you see, Bezmanov, who was the ex-KGB agent who still got uh, talks up on YouTube, talked about the same thing, that uh, the, the, the intention was to destroy from within uh, everything that held the glue of, of society, basically the fabric of society, would become unglued by degradation. And that's why Khrushchev could say that uh, America would fall and collapse from within. It would basically um, be so demoralized, deculturalized, it would, uh, it would fall apart. And, and that's what pretty well happened. Uh, you, you can tell that by the marriage statistics today. Even the, the, the live birth statistics are way down because nobody wants a live child anymore. And uh, it's going down the tubes. This is all a plan. And that time, the Russia and uh, China, but definitely Russia, when it was in, in the Soviet Union, uh, they were pushing a lot of this uh, towards the West via Hollywood with their contacts and making sure that the degradation continued. And what they called it too was was, um, uh, was a cultural contamination. 
And once you've contaminated one generation, you can't stop it. It's, it then continues and worse in the next generation. It was all planned that way. But not all wars are fought, remember, with bombs and bullets. In fact, most of them are fought with uh, color revolutions and, and, and with, with uh, a media that's com- compromised that will help appear that way. Uh, they're, they're fought with uh, social revolutions. That's what you think. In fact, this new pedophilia movement under the United Nations, who are pushing them as a minority to get the same rights as everybody else, um, as part of a, a social revolution, they call it. So they have rights to, to, to this, and they have rights to go after their, their, their prey, you know, the, the bums of little children. That's okay with the UN. And I've talked on that before many times as they come up with more and more ridiculous ideas about this particular ag- part of the agenda. Most folk don't mind, they don't complain much, and they're quite happy with the way things are, it seems, as they watch their, their degraded television. And interesting enough, I've mentioned so many times that private clubs run the world, and the club that was the New American Century that was in, that formed before they the took Bush in, with the same list of countries in the Middle East to be taken out, uh, which is now being continued by Obama, and... Uh, it's, it's, got, uh, it's got U.S. Senator and former presidential candidate John McCain that says it's lashed out at Russia, saying it, be the, it could be the next country to experience a Libya-style uprising. So they're all on the same agenda. But Senator McCain has a very far-fetched outlook. He believes RT's Washington correspondent, um, I don't know what it says, he believes RT's Washington correspondent, Guyane, Chicken Yan. McCain is sure that the Arab Spring will rage on. Arab Spring, you know darn well, so it's all Western staged. It's Western um, mercenaries are in there. There's special forces and they're training the mercenaries and they move them from country to country. Anyway, the Arab Spring will rage on and will take, and make it to countries like China and Russia, which according to him need democracy just as Libya does. But what is democracy? I keep saying, what is democracy? I don't see it anywhere. I don't see it at all. The only ones who are listened to uh, under democracy from the public are organized non-governmental organizations that are affiliated with the United Nations and funded by big foundations. If you're not in one of those, you don't have any say in anything. At some point, he even said that Libya has already achieved democracy. That's amazing, eh? Which is far from reality according to the situation on the ground. And we know what it's like on the ground is the, 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 the premeditated vying for power and power groups will continue and more folk will get slaughtered. Uh, it's okay though because while all that's, all that's happening, uh, the military that's going in under NATO will be protecting the, the oil wells that's now they're, 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 they've liberated them. Liberated in military terms mean you've stolen it. You see? Even as the National Transitional Council, that's the puppet government, takes over in Tripoli, it's not the government chosen by the Libyan people, and many Libyans are outraged by the fact that foreign powers have essentially made this choice for them. And looking back to Egypt, people there too do not seem to have achieved what they were fighting for. Of course they didn't, because they weren't doing the fighting, most of them. As far as democracy is concerned in these countries, there are still a lot of questions. But according to McCain, it's all great, and the fire of uprising should move on to other countries. And according to him, the next stop is Syria, because that was the, one of them in the New American Census list, and then Iran was to be next. After Gaddafi is Bashar Assad, who is next to fall, McCain said. That, and that he's basically parroting Hillary Clinton, who gave a similar speech recently at uh, the International Courts Group. With his statements, uh, Gayan said, McCain is seen as a mouthpiece for those forces in Washington who'd want to see some countries, especially rich and strategically important ones, go upside down. Well, they've already ruined America. That's upside down now, too. 
It's quite interesting that Sarah McCain is pointing out some of the world's richest sources, uh, countries and calling for revolutions in those countries, presuming that their livelihood is so bad that they need to rebel immediately. That's advice he's given these countries as USAID and others finances all these up-and-coming rebels. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix and talking about Senator McCain as he tells these other countries that they need revolutions and color revolutions and just like the Arab Spring and all the rest of it. And mind you, the Arab Spring had quite a lot of fertilizer imported from outside. But um, he's also saying that Russia needs the same thing, quite the role he's on. eh? And there's also on this link that I'll put up at cuttingthroughmatrix.com a little video of him ranting on about this too, for those who can stand him. And then there's, there's Dick Cheney. So Dick Cheney has no regrets. Remember I mentioned the other night about psychopaths. Psychopaths have no regrets, you see, about anything. Uh, they don't sit and worry about things. They don't reflect in the past and say, oh, I should have done this or that or whatever. Or if I had a chance all over again, I'd do something else. They don't do that. It doesn't occur to them to do that because they're very happy with who they are. They are, they are almost pure ego, in fact. They must uh, protect their own ego at all costs, regardless of the situation or what they've done. But it says Dick Cheney has no regrets on waterboarding, told Bush to bomb Libya, uh, born Syria, and wrote a, a signed resignation letter while in office. So it says, um, the former vice president makes revolution, revelations in his new book, insists the U.S. invasion of Iraq was correct decision, says waterboarding should be used again if needed, and he was a lone voice for military action against Syria. He wasn't a lone voice at all. There's a lot of club of them there, and... Uh, uh, they're still there. He has no regrets about waterboarding, the terror subjects, etc., etc. Uh, these are just three of the explosive revelations from former U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney ahead of the release of his highly anticipated book, which will be ghostwritten for him by his, the guys who manage him. Because really, these guys are managed by lots of advisors, and that's part of their payoffs too for all that they've done for their bosses that are higher up than them getting wars going, you know, BP oil, all that kind of stuff, uh, then uh, they get rewarded after the, the, they leave office generally by these ghost-written books. Sometimes they have millions of dollars in advance orders for them. It doesn't matter. I think they all go to the same place. They just print them up, and, and then he gets the cash in the hand, and that's how you help pay them off, just like uh, all the ones in, in Britain have watched too, like Tony Blair. And it says, there's a video here too, where he talks about this, he's no regrets except waterboarding terror subjects and telling Bush to bomb Syria. The controversial politician said he still supports harsh interrogation policies used by the Bush administration after 9-11 attacks. The book's called In My Time, a personal and political memoir by Dick Cheney, is scheduled for release next week. And it says, I would strongly support using it again if circumstances arose where we had a high-value detainee. That was the only way we could get him to talk, he told NBC. He also claimed that President George Bush rejected his advice in 2007 to bomb a suspected nuclear reactor site in Syria. Well, what happened to that then? (laughs) Is it still there? (laughs) Did it ever exist? Mr. Cheney said he was a lone voice for military action against Syria and other advisers were also reluctant, reported the New York Times. 
He claimed that this was because of bad intelligence we had received about Iraq's stockpiles of weapons of mass destruction before the 2003 invasion. Utterly nonsense because some of the guys on the team that were to find the weapons of mass destruction and write up reports for the media on that came out later and said that the only ones that allow into that office were the guys who would definitely go with the, the, the lie that there was weapons of mass destruction. So it doesn't matter. It says that the Israelis ended up bombing the Syrian site later in 2007, but they really wanted the U.S. to do it. It's much cheaper that way. Mr. Cheney bemoaned concessions delivered to North Korea in the naive hopes that despots would respond in kind, etc., etc. Anyway, these are the characters that you end up having run your lives for you. And I've mentioned before, you cannot give these people power to make decisions through law over your lives and your children's lives and maybe generations to come. You can't do it until you find out exactly who they are. And you must have them go through lie detector tests. You must have them uh, disclose all the organizations they belong to and what oaths have already taken, which overrides any national oath. And you must also... um, Give them the testing, the full test, to see if they have psychopathic natures. If they do, you cannot give them any power over you at all. If you do, you deserve what you get. And I mean that. You really, you really deserve what you get. And you will get it. Also, a BBC has got a, a, a bit out here about... Obesity is interesting because they're using terms, you see, to get it through your head that you're global. And so almost every article that comes out now is, is global governments, global governments. And here's the, 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 the headlines here. Global governments must get tough on obesity. We mean global governments must get, why not just any national government, any government? You know, it's going to be global governments must get tough on obesity. And the tougher action, including taxing junk food, is needed by all governments. If the obesity crisis is going to be tackled, experts say... You see, experts, it doesn't say who they are. This, also, you have to tell them now as experts, and you picture people somebody in a white suit somewhere you know, with, a, uh, with you know, chemistry sets all around them. The international group of researchers who published a series of articles in the Lancet said no country had yet got to grips with the problem. So their idea is to tax you, which, of course, has nothing to do with that. They just want the cash as well. Another, you get tax. All the cash that you used to spend before austerity became the buzzword. Every, every penny that you had to spend on something else that you wanted will, will go to pay taxes and fees, and that's how they're putting you into austerity. I hope you realize that. Same with this carbon tax and energy tax and all the other taxes. They're nothing but pure profit that's shoved off to the big corporations right in their pocket. That's all it is. You see, that's the way the world is. It's, it's, you're run by gangsters and gangsters' clubs. That's all it is. It's not hard to understand. And they all go to the best schools and best universities. And they come from the best, meaning the wealthiest families. And they're gangsters. They learn the ropes very quickly. They do their apprenticeship for daddy. And they get appointed these good positions. And being good, good interbred psychopaths, they, they pass on their genes to their offspring, especially when the female is also psychopathic. And generations before them. And they run the world like a private business. And that's all really your companies are now anyway. They're, they're just businesses for these guys. And, uh, and they collect most of the cash from you. And they send you off to fight their war so as they can steal oil wells and other things for them, not for you or anything else, but just for themselves. 
And in every generation, because young men never grow up very quickly, they're still living in a fantasy land. One, one day they're, they're chasing each other around trees. They're cowboys and Indians, or they're fighting some Vietnamese or whoever. Bang, bang, you're dead, and then they go home for dinner. Uh, one day uh, they just pop that magic age, and they're still half in that fantasy land and feeling immortal, and then they're recruited by the military, and they're off killing real people. So that's how it works, especially when there's mass unemployment. You can you have as many big armies as you want. They're just numbers, just numbers. I mentioned before about, um, again, how the porno industry uh, is really just part of the normal uh, advertising industry today. Actually, they really are, always really were. Uh, same with Hollywood, too, that during the daytime made all their big movies for the big movie screen. They also made the ones for the blue movie screen. And it's all done by the same cameraman, etc., just working moonlighting, as they call it. But uh, the idea was always to destroy completely the culture of the West. In fact, some of the big psychologists and psychiatrists in the educational system over the years have mentioned that, that everyone in America, Canada, and the Western world was mentally ill. Every child was mentally ill because of their parents. And what they were talking about was it was the fact that they had a, a culture and they passed on the morals of that culture to their children. They tried to claim it, it upset the children and made them neurotic, which is utter nonsense. We didn't have all the suicides and craziness we had we have today, years ago. Didn't have at all. Nor the drugs flooding the countries either. A war was declared, as I say, a long time ago in the public, and they never were told. The clues were always there for the brighter ones, but most of them never figured it out. Concerned Women for America, French's, uh, French children's lingerie line, a pedophile's dream. And it says, a few weeks ago, commentators and pundits worldwide questioned whether the seductive Vogue Paris magazine spread of 10-year-old French model Thylene Boubry Blondeau had crossed the line. I think I read another article about the same thing at the time. Many pointed fingers at Blondeau's parents in the publications, but France's latest child photo scandal has eclipsed that of elementary school-age model-to-be. This week, the country raised some eyebrows again when news outlets reported French clothing company Jour Après Lune uh, Lune deputed debuted, uh, a line of lingerie for ages 4, 4 through 12. That which feature little girls posing suggestively in undies and pre-adolescent bras have reignited the media debate on sexualizing minors. You understand, this is all to get you to be familiar with the idea, familiar with this is coming, because it, was, it is coming, it's scheduled to come, because that is what I've read even from Holland recently, and uh, the, the articles from other countries are all coming really through the United Nations. They're pushing now for the rights of the pedophile. And no one's really standing up about it. The old uh, religious organizations that used to stand up, many of them have been so disgraced themselves that they forgot their own teachings, uh, which were really that um, suffer little children to come unto me, not bugger little children to come unto me. And, and, and this is unfortunately what's been happening over the years and years and years, so they have no real credence when it comes to defending anybody anymore. And it's sad doesn't mean everybody in those churches is, is bad, but there's an awful lot that are. And the bishops, especially in the Catholic Church, had their chance to come out and clear themselves a few years ago but, uh, and, and allow uh, the civil authorities to, to take care of these homosexual pedophiles. And they said no. They decided after the end of the meeting, no. They were, the church would deal with it. They just passed them around the world, you see. 
But even up in Sudbury last year, I noticed there was a bunch of them caught again that had been uh, abusing little boys over many years, and that came to the surface too, all the way down to uh, Sault Ste. Marie. So uh, it's just disgusting. There are no real voices for people anymore. The parents, as uh, Besmanov said, are already contaminated, mental contamination, you understand. Uh, and so they'll, uh, they, they think there's, there's not so much wrong with what's happening as their grandmothers or great-grandmothers would have seen very obviously if it happened in their lifetime. They had no problem in understanding what deviancy and sickness and predator behavior towards the young happened to be. And the society watches so much awful movies today. Uh, and it's, I've mentioned many times, I said this years and years ago on the air, you will see the time come when uh, pornography is, is in everything, including comedies. I'm meaning real pornography, what they call the hardcore. And you also see uh, little children being abused too, probably in a happy way. They'll make it very happy, understand. These creatures that work with the, media, with the, the movie industry know exactly how to put that across. And actually make you feel get bad about feeling bad about these people. They get one that cries and is suffering a, through tough times and so on. And they make you awfully sorry for them. And that will change your mind all about the whole thing. That's how it's done. You have no firewall for your mind. The best thing is not to watch them at all. Something to my own heart here has to do with uh, guitar frets. Is environmental enforcement leaves musicians in fear. Now this affects me and others. Agents from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service pour through the workshop at the Gibson Guitar Factory on Wednesday morning. That's sacrilege. I hope you understand. That's sacrilege to get these guys in there. This is uh, the suit on Gibson Guitar Wednesday raiding factories and offices in Memphis and Nashville, seizing several pallets of wood, electronic files and guitars. The feds are keeping mum, meaning quiet. But in a statement yesterday, Gibson's chairman, CEO Henry Joukowsky, defended his company's manufacturing policies, accusing the Justice Department of bullying the company. The wood the government sees Wednesday is from a, for, a Forest Stewardship Council certified supplier, he said, suggesting the feds are using the aggressive enforcement of overly broad laws to make the company cry uncle. This isn't the first time the agents of the Fish and Wildlife Service have come knocking at the storied uh, maker of such iconic instruments as the Les Paul electric guitar, the Jai 160E acoustic electric John Lennon played, and the essential jazz boxes such as Charlie Christian's ES-150. In 2009, the Fed seized several guitars and pallets of wood from a Gibson factory, and both sides have been wrangling over the goods in a case with the delightful name United States of America versus Ebony Wood in various forms. That's, that was the name of the case. The questions in the first raid seemed to be whether Gibson had been bullying or buying illegally harvested wood, hardwoods from protected forests such as Madagascar Ebony that makes for such lovely fretboards. And if Gibson did knowingly import illegally harvested ebony from Madagascar, that wouldn't be a negligible offence. Anyway, they're, they're all pretty well clear of it, but uh, this is utter sacrilege when you turn against, as far as I'm concerned. This is something worth fighting for. I'm not kidding you. But even musicians that happen to have perhaps some, some real ivory on the bridge of the guitar, if they're crossing country, should be aware of this too, because they'll stop you and confiscate it. If, they, if, they, if, if some little petty bureaucrat 
uh, you know, puts her finger in the ear and tests it and says, yeah, this came from an endangered species or whatever. So you ought to understand that things ain't what they used to be. It's out of control, out of, absolutely out of control. There's even two stories I'll put up tonight on, on grizzly attacks. One guy came home, uh, and these is grizzlies, two of them, uh, killing all his animals in the farm. And he got his rifle and shot it, and he's going to be charged. And I'll go all the way to the Supreme Court like another one. And uh, so it's not, you can't defend your life or your livestock or your property anymore, or your family for that matter, because the lovely cuddly bears have to take precedence because the earth charter of more is strong, where all of the insects in the grass up to the bear level got all the rights, and there's not a mention of any human rights at all. This is how crazy bureaucracy is. And your problem, if you don't know it by now, is government. You always turn to government to solve your problem, and you never think of it any other way. It's got to be government you need, isn't it? Well, as long as you vote for government, you'll always have a Stalin, a Lenin, uh, 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 whoever. Even the tyrants are in today. You'll always have them because the psychopaths gravitate up to that position. And they're awfully good actors. And you want to really believe them, too. But government is your problem if you haven't noticed. With all the laws and legislations... They keep heaping down upon you. They can never fix the problem. They don't want to fix the problems. The problems are generally too profitable for them. And the feds now are to grab land for homeland security. Uh, H.R. 1505, another federal land grab with exemptions from environmental regulations and a few more just for good measure. And just who is the authority over these lands? Why? Homeland security, of course. The Hegelian dialectic create the problem at the border. The people demand security and the Fed supply the solution, which is to grab the land and hand it over to the homeland security itself. There's security for you. And I'll put this up tonight too for those who are interested in it. Mexico is so corrupt that uh, the bigwigs in Mexico, richer people, uh, are putting under the skin tracking devices that are tracked, by the way, and you better remember this part, by satellite. No, none of this, you have to be awfully close to it, etc., uh, to, to detect. No, no, satellites track them. And I'll touch on this when I come back from this break. We're back, and this is cutting through the matrix, and I'll try and take some callers. This is Carlton from New York. Hello? Is Carlton there? What's up, Mr. White? How you doing? Not so bad at all. Yeah. All right. Um, you were just touching on basically the government just declared war on the people. I mean, I know you've seen more than I have, so I know you could say they did it long ago. Yeah. Long ago. But, shoot, just me looking at the Patriot Act, and that was about the time, well, they put the Patriot Act before I actually started getting into this information. But, yeah, once I actually looked at it, that was pretty much the war that I yeah. saw. Oh, it was, definitely. It was, a, it was a coup. It was exactly the same kind of stuff we've seen with tyrants in history before, where they create a problem, uh, bigger or, or small, doesn't matter. Just You can pump anything out of proportion and, and then declare martial law and take everyone's rights away. Yeah. But on a, another slight note, 
Um, the other night I heard you use the word guff. It was like funny. I didn't never heard it before, so I had to look it up. It yeah. sounds like a slang word, right? Yeah. But it has two definitions. It has um what is it was it? Um worthless or trivial insolent talk or ideas and a cloud of flat foul gas left hovering in the air after some person farted. That's correct. <laughs> it's something like you'll see the bankers doing when they get off their chairs in quantitative easing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the quantitative easing right there. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but that's all I wanted to say, man. You, you take it easy. Thanks for taking my call on my, on my birthday, man. Thanks for calling. Happy birthday, too. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Uh, Mike from Plano uh, from Texas. Are you there, Mike? Hello? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Alan. Um, I, I just want to see if you could comment on a couple things. Number one, uh, what you think of uh, Noam Chomsky. I, I've been, I think he, his writings are one of the things that woke me up about 10 years ago. And it's funny, you were talking about um, uh, how the government creates a, uh, a culture and then they destroy it. And uh, it was funny, I was reading right in the beginning of this book that he wrote, uh, Media Control, The Spectacular Achievements of Propaganda. Yeah. He says that uh, in, during the middle of World War I, Americans were so pacifist and they absolutely refused to get involved. And then the government created that Creel Commission. And within six months, they turned a pacifist nation into a bunch of bloodthirsty warmongers. And it's, yeah. it's one of the greatest um, examples um, and, and oh, there's many, there's many too. I mean, even Wilson ran on the ticket that he wouldn't take America to war. It was in three weeks and he changed his mind. Yeah. He did the opposite, yeah. But uh, you were talking about the guitars. I mean, I, I just picked up a, a 2007 uh, Strat Sunburst, and I guess I better hide it. Yes, I, yeah. For the, the globalists to come get me. But uh, last uh, thing about... Um, Legalism, a real sharp guy named uh, Alan Watt turned me on to this on a couple articles on the Internet. And it's funny, when you when you watch uh, some of this predictive programming and you see that, uh, you know, some sci-fi episodes where um, they take a, a human being and they say, uh, okay, we're going to hunt you and we're going to let you loose in this environment and this uh, psychopathic, um, you know, rich person that, uh, you know, the final thing he wants in his life is to hunt a human being and kill him. That's this right. is what these people are admitting that they're doing to us. Yeah. And it's part of their legalistic attitude that they're going to tell us what they're going to do to us. Mm -hmm. And this just shows how much more uh, superior they are when they warn us of it and we still don't defend ourselves. Yes, because we, climate, we adapt to the idea. Yeah. Thanks for calling. That's the end of the show. I'm also putting up tonight how they used photographs from India waving flags and, and put it in BBC uses too and said it was from people from Libya in a popular protest they took it from India from Hamish Masser from Ontario Canada that's good night me your god or your gods go with you